Hey everybody, Seth here on Modern Da Vinci. This podcast is a companion to the post Learn to Conquer People Problems in Three Steps. So if you already read the post, uh, this is a kind of a refresher. If you didn't read the post, then you can just listen to this and read the post later when you have some time. All right, so what we're talking about here, it's absolutely critical. It's uh, not just a leadership concept, it's also a life skill. We're talking about what I call people problems. And I'm talking about the kind of people problems that either sneak up on us or the ones that we know are looming out there and we procrastinate dealing with them. These are things that are inevitable because as humans, we know we're going to have disagreements. We're going to have different perspectives from other people. Conflict is going to come up. It's inevitable that there's going to be some issues. So in a real life example, day to day, this would be like telling a family member that you really don't want to spend the upcoming holiday with them. It might be having a difficult conversation with a friend about some of the behaviors you've seen them engaging in and you're worried about them. Or perhaps it's more conflict-driven where you've got a neighbor who's doing something that you think is wrong, their dog keeps coming into your yard, and you need to talk to them about it. And then, of course, this happens all the time in a professional setting. An easy example would be a colleague who's just uh, behaving completely inappropriately and it needs to be addressed. Or even a boss that's doing something that you know is wrong, they're making a bad decision, and you feel the need to speak up. So when these situations arise, sometimes, for some of us, they can cause a, quite a bit of anxiety, they can cause dread, or even if you try to handle them, things can go very poorly and they can spiral, spiral out of control. So an interesting question is, what is it that causes these to be so difficult? If you read the book, Crucial Conversations, great book, highly suggest it, there's a link to it in the post. There's three factors that are usually in play that'll create one of these sort of cringeworthy people problems or what the authors call a crucial conversation. One is when there's a difference of opinion. Two is when there's something important at stake. And three, when emotions run strong. So anytime you've got a combination of those factors in place, you've got what they call a crucial conversation. The conversation is where what I'm calling this people problem is actually unfolding when we're face to face and we're actually trying to address the problem. And what the authors also point out is many of us will have one of two different reactions when we're presented with one of these situations. One is run for the hills, avoid the conversation, just keep trying to put it off, totally avoid handling it. The second is to jump right in and try to handle it, but do so in a way that goes very poorly, that results in more conflict, more problems, more frustration, anger, whatever it is. So there's a reason why that happens, and it's actually wired directly into our brains. The term is called an amygdala hijack, okay? The amygdala is the part of the brain that regulates emotions. It's the emotional part of the brain and it is responsible for what we call the fight or flight response. So essentially, when we perceive something as a threat, or even if our brain doesn't think of it as a threat, uh, or at least we don't consciously think of it as a threat, but in the brain, the threat alarm bell goes off, this super strong, overwhelming emotional reaction flares up. It's actually a survival mechanism. So the thinking part of our brain goes down, and the feeling part of our brain takes over. 
The whole point of this was back in the day, as humans, if we were confronted with a real threat, we would make, take a quick action without sitting around thinking about it. So if you're walking down the street and a bear comes out of the alley and stands in front of you, our brains are wired to keep us from standing there and pondering the meaning of the bear. Instead, you're going to run. Or if you're going to fight, that's impressive. I'd like to see how that goes down. But either way, you took action. You just didn't stand there and wait for what happens. So that fight or flight response or this hijack, it's great if you're being attacked by a bear. It's not so great when that emotional reaction is flaring up when you're in the middle of trying to work through an issue with another person. So fighting, running are both potentially disastrous results when we're talking about trying to work our way through a people problem, right? So being able to resolve issues like this and to do it more skillfully and through meaningful conversations is really a critical skill to our happiness, success, relations, and well-being. So it raises the question, how can we improve our ability to handle these issues? How can we have these meaningful yet difficult conversations even as opinions diverge and emotions are flaring up? So it can take a lifetime to become a master of these skills. This is not easy to develop, but what we're gonna talk about here are three basic strategies you can start using and test out to start getting better results. The first one, avoid getting caught off guard. The second one is learn to pay attention to yourself. And the third is seek to bring out the best in the other person. Okay, so we're gonna talk more about what those actually mean. Now, one key point, if these strategies are gonna work, there has to be some shared interest with the other person that this issues with. There's gotta be some reason for you to care, some reason for you to be at least a little interested in their perspective or have some empathy for them. So going back to our examples, if you need to deliver some news to your mother that you really don't wanna go there for Thanksgiving this year, we'd like to think there's a reason for you to wanna to preserve that relationship. So you're going in with some empathy and concern for them and their perspective. Or even if you don't really care that much about what the other person's thinking, that there's some other bigger picture motivation for working through this in a thoughtful and civil way. So if we're talking about our neighbor, uh, even if we don't need to be best friends with them uh, after we resolve this dog problem, um, but we also know it would not be good to be in an all-out war with them. It's not worth it. So. Just setting that out there, if you really genuinely don't care about the other person or there is no shared meaning for the two of you, then maybe these tactics aren't going to work, okay? Now, one more side note before I talk about our three steps. I just have to say this. I do, in my coaching work, come across people who will say to me when this topic comes up, ah, man, these kind of conversations, they don't bother me at all. I love them. Uh, they'll say, I don't have any problem telling the truth. I have no issues at all telling someone like it is. And you know what? That is awesome. But I have to say, sometimes a little red flag goes up because sometimes these people are jumping in and they're bullying other people in conversations. So the question is, yeah, you may not have a lot of anxiety or fear about jumping in, but are you getting good results? So if you jump in and do your thing, at the end, did you actually solve a problem or achieve the outcome you're seeking? If the answer is, well, not really, and in effect you drove the other person away and ultimately created bigger problems, then maybe you have some room to improve 
in this area. So just remember that the same techniques that work for someone who's nervous about these conversations, someone who avoids them, will also help someone who maybe is a little too aggressive when they jump in. All right, so let's talk about our three steps. Step one, avoid getting caught off guard, set a plan, okay? So the number one thing we can do, the easiest thing we can do, is to see these problems and conversations coming and catch them before they go wrong. So this means making a conscious effort to spot them, see when they arise, and brace yourself for what we call this hijack, this brain hijack. So sticky situation starts brewing. What could happen if we're not careful and we're not conscious of it is that instantly, without even being aware of it, a lot of anxiety and anger can start to build up. And that's even before maybe we have all the facts, we really understand what's going on. So unconsciously, we start to think about, hey, the other person's wrong, they're a jerk, we're right, I'm going to prove a point, I need to win, whatever it is. So we've already started to lose control. So I'm going to run you through an example. Let's just say you're at work, you're right in the middle of a project, it's been difficult, there's been some tension and disagreement. At the end of the day, your boss pokes his head in your office and says, we need to talk. There's a little frustration in his voice, he leaves without any additional explanation. So let's look at what can happen. It's very easy to see how this can spiral out of control if we miss the opportunity to say, uh-oh, I think we might have a problem emerging here. First thought, what was that all about? So we're starting to get worked up. You might think, well, that was rude, which could then even escalate into, wow, he doesn't even care about my work, or he's unfair, or he doesn't even listen to what I have to say. So within just a matter of moments, we can start to feel hurt or we can become furious. And what happens when we're in, there, when we're in a mindset like that? We're either going to sneak and run out the back door or we're going to march in his office and blurt out, what do you want? So either way, we've now set the stage for this situation to devolve into something ugly. And that's unfortunate because it's distracting from the real matter at hand, which is either you know, trying to figure out how to finish this project preserving my reputation with the uh, boss or with the company or preserving my relationships at work. And there's bigger things at play here that are more important than just this particular conversation or the way that you feel about the way your boss reacted. So step one, remember when a people problem sneaks up on us, we're not going to be in our best position to be successful. You have a much better chance to do well if you can spot this and catch yourself before your brain betrays you. The way to do this is to ask yourself, is there a potential for disagreement? Do I sense that the stakes are important? Am I feeling that emotions are involved? The answer is yes. Take a step back, slow down, and try to collect yourself for a few moments. Ask yourself the question, what do I really want to get out of this? What is the ideal income? Outcome. What might the other person want? What do we have in common? What might be upsetting to them or what might set me off? If you do this, you'll actually get the thinking part of your brain back and it'll help you overcome your initial reaction and refocus on what's really important. Okay, step two. Once you're in a tough conversation, learn to pay attention to yourself. In step one, we were trying to be conscious to avoid the preliminary or early emotional hijack. Step two is really doing the same thing 
but it's doing it when we're in the conversation and it's being able to slow things down a little and catch ourselves before we engage in what I'd say are self-defeating behaviors. So let's go back to our scenario. Let's just say you managed to collect yourself. You're heading down to his office. You're going to ask him what's up. And he proceeds to tell you that the work you've been doing over the past couple weeks is all wrong. You need to start from scratch. And that's a horrifying suggestion, right? And you could not possibly disagree more. And in that moment, your brain isn't really interested in figuring out, well, was my boss right? Or are they wrong? Is it true? It doesn't even matter. Your brain sees the bear in the street that's attacking. So in that critical moment, if you're not paying attention to what's going on, it's very easy to be overwhelmed. So you might either shut down, fold up your arms, roll your eyes, and say, whatever. So essentially, you're withdrawing and you're completely shutting down. This is a version of the flight response. Another might be to launch right back with an attack and yell out, what are you insane? What a terrible idea. And that is just not gonna work. It's, it might feel like it's justified in the moment, but truthfully, it's really not a helpful reaction. Both of those reactions are actually self-defeating and more likely to make your situation more miserable than better. So just like step one, the key here is to learn to be more conscious of what's happening in your mind and in your body. When you feel that hijack coming on, again, slow down, take a deep breath. Ask yourself again, what are we really trying to accomplish? What problem are we really trying to solve? So that'll help you shake off this sort of unhelpful emotional reaction, reaction and replace it with one that's more thoughtful. So you could say something like, I don't like the sound of having to redo all that work, but I am curious to understand what's going on and see what solutions we can find. Now, just another important point. Just because you're being thoughtful about how you react doesn't mean that you can never express your feelings. It doesn't mean turning the emotions off. It just means that you're in control and you're sharing them without either clamming up or exploding. So there's nothing wrong with saying, that suggestion is upsetting to me, or I have to be honest, that idea is frustrating. So we're not turning off the emotions, we're just trying to find the most thoughtful way to express them. Okay, step three. Just like we're trying to pay attention to what's going on in ourselves, we have to recognize that the same exact things are happening in the other person. So step three is making an effort to be more patient, as we navigate an issue and look for opportunities to help bring out the most thoughtful response in the other person. So we're trying to do the same thing for them that we're doing for ourselves. So let's take another final look at this scenario. You've stayed in control, you've put your best foot forward while the situation unfolds, but you can see the boss's engine is still revving. Still, there's a lot of anger, frustration building up. You know they're feeling a lot of pressure and you can see that they're in attack mode. So instead of getting drawn into a fight, especially, which is especially tempting if you've tried to be thoughtful to this point and they're still lashing out, try to show a little empathy and try to refocus on those shared interests. So you could say something like, I can see you're upset, totally understandable considering the circumstances. How can we address this in a way that keeps the project on track? So what you did there was acknowledge the emotion, you reminded uh, this other person, in this case the boss, that there is a shared interest in the project and you've asked to continue the dialogue between the two of you so that there is an exchange of information on how do we actually get out of this. So trying this doesn't 
automatically guarantee that everything's suddenly going to be rosy and happy, but it does open the door for the conversation to actually continue in a way that might be productive. All right, so let's bring this all together. I'll say again, developing these skills, spotting these problems, handling them, it's not going to happen overnight, but it's totally worth it to work on this because it's a critical skill that can really have a major impact on your life. Okay, so build your confidence, build your experience, and you will be able to stop avoiding these, but also handle them like a pro. So let me leave you with three thoughts. Remember, skillfully handling a problem or difficult conversation is not the same as suppressing your emotions. It also doesn't mean that every conflict is going to have a happy ending, but it does mean that you're going to be conscious about how you behave and that you're going to put your best foot forward. Number two, remember when you feel an emotional hijack setting in, ask yourself the question, what do I want to accomplish? Or what goal are we trying to achieve? Or what shared interests am I seeking? That simple step will help you to reclaim the thinking part of your brain. At this point, we're being more skillful in looking for solutions, not meaningless victories to prove a point that ultimately end up causing more harm than good. And again, it does take a long time to develop these skills. I really do suggest you read the book, Crucial Conversations. There's a link in the post. The authors jump very, very deep into this concept. They have dozens of ideas and techniques on how to manage in a conversation, uh, how to watch what's happening with other people. Uh, They really break it down. It's one of the best resources out there on this concept. And then all of what we're talking about here also ties to the field of emotional intelligence. So look for more training, reading, and resources, and really truthfully the best uh, method to learn these skills is to get coaching someone to actually help you work through real-life scenarios, give you honest feedback on your strengths and weaknesses, and make you accountable for following through on actions that would help you be better at handling these. So stick with us here at Modern Da Vinci. We'll have a lot more articles, videos, and resources on these topics, and look forward to continuing to make you the best leader and even a world-class leader. Thanks, and talk to you soon.